Are you a healthcare organization struggling to achieve success? What if I told you that success not only depends on strategy, but also on the right mindset? At the Mindset Gap, their team of seasoned consultants understand the critical role mindset plays in achieving organizational excellence by empowering your workforce to think innovatively, embrace change, and adapt to new challenges. So imagine your workplace, one where your employees and patients thrive, where creativity and productivity go hand in hand, and where obstacles become opportunities. Don't let your organization fall into the mindset gap. Take the first step towards unlocking your potential today and email assist at themindsetgap.com with the referral code GENCAN20 to schedule a consultation. Welcome to the Healthcare Provider Happy Hour. This is a safe space where we invite healthcare providers to unapologetically be themselves after the working day. My name is Jennifer George, and each week I will connect you with guests and stories that will help transform your stress to success and fulfillment. Are you with me? Grab your drink of choice and let's chat. Hey everyone, welcome to the Healthcare Provider Happy Hour. I'm your host, Jennifer George, and I'm excited to share with you my special guest. Her name is Sharon. She's an educator, an online certified health and fitness coach, and a year and a half ago, she started to experience strength loss and vision loss, and she has since been managing her journey of chronic health over the last year and a half. And this is the direction that I will be going into more and more on this podcast. Because while these conversations are difficult sometimes to have, they're so necessary. Like they're so necessary for our own growth and development as practitioners, and also for the betterment of communication across the globe when it comes to healthcare. We can do better, we can be better, but we need to hear it's straight from our clients and our patients and their stories. So I hope that you will stick around. You will listen to Sharon's story. You will hear how she talks about changes in her functional status that kind of were indicative of clues that things were not right. She shares with us her beliefs and persistence in getting to the root causes of her health issues. And she also shares with us both her positive and negative interactions and how both have led her to the path of self-empowerment and healing. So grab your drink of choice, join us. You don't want to miss this episode. Hi, Sharon. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you for joining me today on the podcast. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited to chat with you. I don't know if you know this, but you're the first like non-healthcare provider and patient who I've had on the show. So this is kind of cool because this is a direction I've been kind of wanting to go into is having wow. 
yeah, it's having more clients and patients on the show to see the other side of healthcare. Um, because I think it can only make us better. And yes, absolutely. And I feel really honored and I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. So um, I'm going to ask you to share your story today. I know it's not easy. So if you can share with me and tell us a little bit more, maybe first about yourself, and then we'll get into kind of what's happened over the last little while. Uh, I don't know where to begin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, where do I, where do I, where should I, where would you like me to start? <laughs> we'll just start about yourself. Like, are you, a, I know you're a teacher. So you're yes, a I'm a high school special education math teacher. Nice. Um, that's what I've been doing since college. In addition to that, I'm also a certified online fitness coach, which really was more for helping other people and benefiting myself. <laughs> I never really took the business part of that off the ground very far and I have helped other people and that's been a big part of my life as well and that also really started to because my dad was a type 2 diabetic who also died from a heart attack and that really drove me into fitness and wanting to know and there's a there's a difference obviously you know this as well there's a difference between health and fitness mm -hmm. and I really dove into the health part of it and listened to podcasts before this happened to me you know, all the big names, um, Dr. Mercola, um, Sean Stevenson, Dave Asprey, Ben Greenfield, you know, all those. And it's funny, too, because kind of things happen, too, right after I turned 40. <laughs> hey, yes. yes. And as you know, weightlifting has been a big part of my life in fitness. Um, that's how you and I met. Exactly. Yeah. So basically... That is actually how I noticed things went downhill because I noticed that my strength all of a sudden went downhill in the gym or else I would not have noticed that something was amiss. And I know this now, I did not know it at the time. Everything also started right after I took the antibiotic Cipro. Oh, okay. Yes. So that was, and I took that in July of 2019. My strength went down in August. And then I started having vision issues in the end of September, beginning of October of 2019. So what alerted you first? Was it like, were you alerted to the strength loss? Like, I know you would have been monitoring it because you are so dedicated to your fitness regimen, right? So mm -hmm. you for sure noticed a change, I would imagine, in your strength. Did that alert you at that point to seek any medical attention or was it until your your vision started to change oh absolutely i saw immediately when that happened i saw my primary care physician and got blood work done and as i think you probably already know this about me i used to get blood work done about three or four times a year because i wanted to always make sure that i'm healthy and i'm good to go um but everything came back normal okay and i thought hmm did my strength go down because i turned 40 right. i find that impossible to believe so lo and behold i mean i started digging down the rabbit hole i'm someone who is fastidious in the, everything that i do and i never give up and i mean hence being a special education teacher mm -hmm. and being in the fitness world can't do those things and give up you have to persevere you know and i saw many western medicine doctors and things were falling on deaf ears and I was getting extremely frustrated because with Western medicine, they look at one particular part of your body 
or one symptom and they want to suppress a symptom, they don't get to the root cause of the issue. And I've known for a long time with listening to everything that I've listened to, I know that our bodies are self-healing mechanisms and we have to remove what is wrong and give it what it's missing uh, so that it is able to do what it is meant to do, which is heal so that it can do that job. And I was getting about done with Western medicine. I do believe it has its time and its place, but at the same time, no one was listening to me. Very few people were listening to me. And I got many misdiagnoses with what I was going through. And it has taken me in many directions. I have learned so, so much in this past year and a half. And it has made me a stronger person. And my walk with God has become stronger as well. And um, I have gotten tremendously better. And I feel like... <laughs> I feel like I got derailed with my story. <laughs> I want to get I want to get to that in a moment. But take me back to mm -hmm. when you like just for my own um, learning and even my own self personally. Um, so when you received the blood work, let's say that that happened that first yeah. time when you knew your strength levels were down, you weren't feeling yourself, but the blood work came back normal. I think you touched on this, but was your reaction initially like relief or was it like um, there's something more going on? Like, even though this show's normal, mixed, I don't, I don't mixed feel, feelings. Yeah. Mixed, yeah. I, I try to picture myself in that position. And I know that if I didn't feel well, but my testing came back normal, I would almost be like relieved by it, almost like in denial maybe about it perhaps and, and not listening to my body as much. Yeah, I totally understand. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I was happy that that was normal, but I thought there is something more going on here. I have to keep digging and you have to, at the end of the day, you have to be your own doctor. Right. Um, you have to get to the root of it, of what is going on. Like at the end of the day, you know how you feel, you know, something is, something is not right here. Do you know what I mean? Right. So your strength went down a bit. And then was the, the biggest disability then after that your vision loss? Like, was that the main thing that just kind of kept getting worse and worse um, over the course of time? It was that there were a couple other issues as well. I mean, at first, you know, my strength went down from being able to deadlift 275 to 200 was difficult for me. And that was not right. And then the vision was progressively getting worse every about three to four weeks. And I started feeling kind of stiff in my, in some of my joint areas. And I also ended up in 2020 having some frozen shoulders. Yes. Both, both of my shoulders were frozen. And that was just recently then in 2020 like this. And they are both almost completely, well, my right one is a hundred percent. My left one is probably about 90 seven percent at this point so did you ever get a diagnosis here we are in 2021 okay mm -hmm. so going back even to 2019 when all of this started and even though the blood work came back normal let's say and you had I'm sure I know you had a lot of other testing done during that time like neurological testing yes. like you said western medicine we focus on our specialties in a way right like neuro um, you know, ortho, you know, everybody kind of has their area of expertise. And so I respect that. I do. I just also do believe that the body is a symphony. If one thing is off, you know, it's okay. going to cause other things to be off and you have to also get to the root cause or it's not going to go away. 
Right. Or, you know, and even providers can work together, right? As a symphony, as a, as a team. Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh, and that's, that's kind of where that all comes into play as well. We're kind of mm-hmm. siloed sometimes for sure. So can you walk me through like the course of time then? Did you ever receive an actual diagnosis? I'm just curious. Yes. Okay. And was it, was it accurate or can you share what it was? And Well, I had several misdiagnoses uh, until um, the actual one. As far as that goes for that particular practitioner, that was the fourth one that I saw that that had that title, but it also took a genetic blood test. I, as far as other things go, I have, I have some um, toxicity issues that are also correlated with the Cipro that has tremendously improved. Okay, good. So that is improving. I mean, we're almost two years out now too, right? Like from the time that everything started. Right. This is this is year and a half. Become, year and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's become a chronic issue, and it's it's required ongoing advocacy and ongoing monitoring, right, on your part and on the yes. part. So over the course of this year and a half, what have your interactions been like overall? Like, can you speak a little bit to some positive interactions, maybe, or some negative ones, and how that impacted your healing, your well being? Oh, absolutely. I have dealt with some practitioners who told me that, or even people in the, that believe in that particular paradigm saying, this is the way it's going to be from now on, just accept it. And I have never, I have refused to accept that, but there have been periods or timeframes where it is very difficult emotionally to deal with that. And if you are going to buy into that, which you can't let yourself do, It causes white coat syndrome, you know, which means that you're fearful of doctors. And I went through a time period where I was just so angry with doctors because all I could think to myself is you have no idea the psychological damage that you're doing by saying what you're saying, the prognosis that you give. When meanwhile, there have been records of people healing from just about everything. Mm -hmm. There's documentation of that out there. And it's very detrimental to give so little hope to somebody. That's a terrible thing. And I've gone through um, different practitioners, doctors that have put me in that box. But that is what they know. So I have forgiven them and I cannot hold them accountable for that being all that they know. And then then that is the box that they are familiar with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And And that's why I... You know, as you know, Sharon, that's why I wrote my book and that's why I do this. Yes, absolutely. And I love that. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot to me. Thank you. Um, But it's because, like you said, it's all sometimes all that they know. So whether they have never received any type of like maybe no one's ever even redirected, right? Like a clinician or an educator Mm -hmm. never shown how to be a little be more compassionate how to have more positive interactions how not to take hope off the table right Right. detrimental that is like a lot of what I learned I learned from caregiving with my dad as you know yes and Mm -hmm. um, I hate like I hate to say that but it's true you know learned it through lived experience and shared experience now and um, and I think it's important for us even though it's hard for us to hear this that this is why we still need to talk about it because communication is still breaking down at many levels. And absolutely. System. And we're supposed to be making people feel safe, right? So we yes. have a provider yes. who is, you know, saying this is the way it is, just accept it. Like that doesn't make you feel safe. 
right? You know, right. And I agree. I mean, there's a difference. Yeah, there's a difference between sick care and health care. And health care means you we're 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 educating people on how to be healthy. Sick care, we're just what's the what's the terminology I want to use? <laughs> with sick care, we're kind of just managing symptoms and we're not right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're just meeting people where they're at and we're not. Right. But on the flip side of things, you know, I've read every book by Joe Dispenza, things like that. And, you know, mind over medicine, all those things. And in addition to that, being spiritual with God and those kinds of things take you to the, the, the whole belief system and Bruce Lipton, uh, which wrote that he wrote the book, the power, the biology of belief, which I actually read that the first time many years ago. Um, fortunately, I have a very strong belief system and not only God, but the human body and its, its capability of being a self-healing mechanism. And it, th- your belief system is so powerful. If you believe that you're not going to heal, then you probably won't. If you believe that you will, you're going to. Mm-hmm. And it, the beliefs, the invisible creates the visible. Oh, I love how you said that. So the invisible of faith and belief. Yes, right? absolutely. Even words, words are invisible. You yes, know. words are very powerful. Even the, in the Bible, it says that the power of life and death lies in the tongue. Yeah, yeah. And so I can see how they would have a de- the interaction, the words used even, how that would have um, a negative impact on your healing or your outlook. And it really made you, it sounds like, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like it made you feel pretty alone. Like you, you didn't really have much support um, in trying to heal yourself with respect to your interactions. With those particular interactions, yeah, it just it has made me skittish in that world. My belief system did not, has not resonated with them. And I have become much better in just understanding they have the world that they deal with. They have the, they have their paradigm. They have the box of knowledge that they know. Mm -hmm. And that is, I don't fault them for that, Mm -hmm. but it's still sometimes, you know, when you're a doctrine in that world growing up and you know, okay, the the doctors, they know what they're talking about. Right. But the world is so much more than that. That we are so much more than that. We are so powerful in our, in in our ability. Yeah. So how have you then aligned with like, have you since aligned with providers now who are helping you to move forward, helping you to heal as well? Or is this more just yourself? It's both. It's okay. both. You do have providers then that are still Yes. Overseeing. I work with an amazing naturopath. As a matter of fact, I have an appointment with her tomorrow. She's amazing. She will tell you that if you believe whatever you are doing is helping you, no matter what that is, again, it goes back to the power of the belief system. Right. And in the medical world, sometimes people will call that a placebo too, right? Yes. You know, or a nocebo. Yeah. Right. If you don't believe in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I know it's been tough because it's been such a long journey and you've had to advocate for yourself and just take matters almost into your own hand in terms Mm -hmm. of healing, right? Which has been like, that's amazing to me, like that you empowered yourself that way. So I applaud you so much for that. That's not Thank you. Thank you. So how did you, I know you you referred to your faith. Um, How have you kind of accepted along the way how things are and continue to remain persistent and advocate for yourself and hopeful in the future? That is an excellent question. I think, first of all, just my belief in God Mm -hmm. is number one. And 
actually God can heal you from anything. If you believe that he is your Lord and savior and that Jesus died on the cross for you and he shed his blood for our sins. Mm -hmm. There's that, that is on the, of ultimate importance to me. Um, but in addition to that, I also, it's my belief system for myself and believing in myself and knowing that I am going to heal and also saying that myself as well. And also because I have been extremely fortunate because I have persevered and I have found people that have been completely amazing to work with. And I've been very fortunate with that. Right. And I would also say my support system with my friends and my family as well. Cause that, and that's been important. Yeah. I was going to ask, I know your mom's been there too mm -hmm. um, along the way as well. Yes. My mom's been amazing. Yeah. I'm happy you have her in your corner. I'm sorry about your dad. I know he had passed. I'm sorry to hear that. He's a teacher as well. Yes. Yourself. My mom's also a retired teacher. Oh, I love it. I love educators. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm biased too. <laughs> um, so much respect there. Um, so I, the other thing I want to mention too that other people can learn from is that you, you, you continue to have faith um, in, in other providers being there, like finding the right providers for you. Yes. Because awesome. And not just mm -hmm. making the first opinion you get per se, and just continuing to, to find your team, so to speak, which is, yes. which is great. So I'm, I'm glad you found a naturopathic doctor specifically who works well with you and for you. So what, in what ways now have you, have you improved over the last two, like year and a half? Has it been your, I know you, you're back to working out, which is awesome. I also wanted to note too, so I do work with someone with me on my belief system and oh. I work on it with myself. And um, I think sometimes I just wanted to backtrack because I wanted to add a few things. You have to go with your intuition sometimes too with whether you should work with someone or not. And I also think that in anything in life, like-minded people tend to be drawn to one another. And I think that goes with as well as who you're working with as a practitioner. Yeah. And I want to go back to your question. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. But I, I do believe for myself as well, like certain patients and families and even people I've worked with, I, I do believe they've come into my my life, even if professionally for a reason, for sure. I've always learned Absolutely. from the experience. Yeah. I was curious as to how you um, improved over the last, because you said you've improved quite a bit recently. So I was wondering how over the last year and a half, you've seen functional improvements and what that's looked like for you. Yes. So I wanted to note too, that I also had PTSD, which I no longer have. I have worked through that. I used to, um, I'm not going to mention the other things. They're just chronic things and 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 the genetic thing. I, I don't resonate with those things. I don't like to say them and I or give them power. But um, how have I improved? Leaps and bounds, honestly. More energy. I used to sleep 12 plus hours a night. And usually it's about seven hours now. And I don't have any stiffness at all. Both of my shoulders are almost back to 100%. So which is fantastic. I feel really good. I have a lot of energy and also my vision has been improving. Oh good. I'm so glad to hear that. Absolutely. We're moving in the right direction, aren't we? Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. So what's moving forward um, as you continue to manage your health needs and what kind of things do you now look for in a trusted healthcare professional? I think and the of utmost importance that they are open-minded as far as 
the uh, ability of the most natural thing that the body does is heal. What is a self-healing mechanism? I think that is of utmost importance. Okay. So open-mindedness towards that Absolutely. or that same belief as you, um, mm-hmm. that it's a self-healing mechanism. Okay. I was just curious. I wanted to, to ask, I always ask people what they look for in a trusted professional. And I'm always intrigued by what people share. But I think um, what something that is important is that they believe in you and you believe in them a hundred percent. Right. Cause that's the only way it can work. I think. Absolutely. You know, if you're on the same page and um, yeah, if you, if you feel like you're working together and believe in one another. Because if that's lacking in either direction, I don't think you're going to have 100% success. Yeah, I can I can totally see that. I mean, even if there's consent there, that's a whole mm-hmm. other topic. You know, as a professional, even when there's consent, I can still sense sometimes when someone's hesitant or when there's something holding someone back or something that has to be discussed or talked about for sure. Yes. Uh, you know, and some people can, like you said, not not be so intuitive about it. Um, and just kind of go through the motions, which really, I don't know if it always yields the best results, or you could tap into it and figure out maybe what else is going on that might actually end up being helpful as well. You never know, right? Right. So what what suggestions do you have for healthcare providers like myself, for example, who might have differing beliefs than their clients or their patients? I think I highly recommend that book, Mind Over Medicine. I think there are different ways to say things to a patient and to give them hope um, because there's always hope. I think that's very important. I think so too. I think it's devastating. Like you said, to take hope off the table. I really feel like it, it just should never be taken off the table unless you're I agree. 110% sure. And I don't know if anybody could ever attest to being that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's more detrimental to do that because yes absolutely and i i believe that so many people put so much trust in their healthcare provider mm-hmm. and they take what they say to the patient the patient takes what is said to them as the truth 100% and i think they need to be very careful with their words yeah we have to take that very seriously like like it's so it has a profound effect yeah absolutely Absolutely. We're not, we can't just throw words around, right? Without, right? without being conscious of what we're saying. Right. And how it's impacting. Um, so I have one more question for you. Uh, what advice do you have for people in the same position as you who are right now, maybe not feeling themselves, know something doesn't feel right, is going back and forth maybe to a healthcare provider, not getting answers yet? Um, not feeling supported, or just kind of feeling alone on managing their own health. What advice do you have for them to remain inspired and motivated? I think um, if they have their, their, if they have their faith, cling on to that. Never, ever, ever give up. Know that there is hope for you. There is hope. There is always hope. And ask people, you know, ask people that you know, do you have anybody that you recommend to me? And honestly, like there are so many resources available right now to us with the internet and with podcasts and all the social media. It's funny how I found my naturopath because I just found her through listening to to someone, something that I found on Instagram 
And then someone else recommended something. And then I listened to that person's podcast and she was on the podcast. So it just turned, it just goes to show you like what I was saying earlier, you're going to attract what resonates with you. Mm -hmm. You will just keep digging, keep searching, listen to books that resonate with you, you know, never, ever give up. I love that. Um, I love that advice, Sharon, about asking for support too, and like asking for help and referrals or whatever it might be. From yeah. I mean, you never know what someone can provide to you. That's how I, uh, I have a friend who, who um, I have made over this past year and her and, and I have been a great resource to each other. I also recommend uh, to a lot of people, and this goes for anybody, um, Louise Hayes has an amazing, some amazing books out there with positive affirmations, which are pretty powerful. Yeah, I love Louise Hayes. Like mm-hmm. I love Hay House for sure. Um, I've listened, some of them are actually free on SoundCloud. I've listened to a few of her audiobooks. Awesome. I don't know why I can't remember the name, but I literally have a couple of them saved and I, I just let them play because they're all like affirmations, right? And you're just yeah. playing with them and letting them play. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're quite. Um, and that gets into your subconscious. And I think that is extremely powerful. And then I think with me too, just digging into the word uh, of God has been very, very powerful. Yeah. I love that. And I knew, I know too, through my dad's journey, we grew stronger in faith as well. And that was just um, a part of the journey for sure. Right. Yeah. And literally when, when you said there's always hope, that was a, a quote I used recently last week. I was chatting with um, some members of the Crohn's and Colitis group locally here. Yeah. Um, and, they, you know, in managing chronic health conditions that they may have. And one of the things I have said in terms of empowering yourself is to never lose hope. Two more things I wanted to mention too. Sure. Finding gratitude and having an attitude of gratitude, everything that you can be grateful for. And I, I do that every morning and being as positive as you possibly can be. Can I throw in there and, you know, even if the news is hard to hear that we continue to, that we continue to move forward with it and we don't let it sabotage us. Correct. Our, right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, I mean, as a healthcare provider, sometimes we are delivering news that's not great or not good. Um, but using our words, you know, it can also be handled in a positive way. Right. So I guess that's really important as healthcare providers to recognize too. And I think sometimes turn it off. <laughs> turn it off. Is that, is that Yeah. And what is is that in general? Turn off the TV. Yeah. 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 Overstimulated. Like there's so mm-hmm. much criticism out there. There's a lot going on in the world that could make you feel down pretty easily. Yes. Uh, that's awesome, Sharon. Well, I thank you for joining me today and sharing a little bit about your story in a powerful way and in a way that I think is um, impactful. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me on, Jen. It's such an honor. Thank you. And so I'm so glad that we've been friends all these years. And I, this is truly an honor. I'm so glad you had a chance to share. And, you know, I'm just so happy for you to be finding some healing finally. I know it's been a long journey and um, I'm here with you. Thank you so much. Honestly, I'm, I'm grateful for the journey. Well, I know that um, this conversation will help at least one person. I know it's helped me, including that. Um, so this, that's all we can do is just one person at a time to change this system. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Sharon. Thank you.
So if you guys like this podcast, please subscribe and leave an honest review. Your feedback means everything to me. Your reviews are what moves this podcast forward, and I always appreciate receiving them. If you want to get a hold of me directly, reach out to me on social media. My handles are in the show notes. And you can always subscribe to my weekly newsletters at jennifergeorge.co so that we can stay connected. So until next time, thank you guys so much again for your ongoing support.